Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm happy that you can join me today in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs as we discuss photography, business, and oh yeah, that sometimes messy thing that we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. All right, Boca Podcast listeners, we're here for another snapshot episode, something new that we're trying this year at WPPI 2019. I'm here with a new friend of mine, Aaron Hogue. Aaron, thank you for making time for Boca. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And you asked me a second ago before we started recording uh, if it was okay that we were talking about a type of photography that we don't normally at the Boca Podcast. We certainly don't see much of it at Photographer's Edit either. And I actually love doing something that's a little bit different, exploring something new and sharing that with our listeners. Talk to us. if you Let's just say you had 30 seconds to sum up your business and what you actually do. We got to talk in extensive detail about it before we started recording. But how would you sum it up for somebody that doesn't know what you do? Yeah, uh, I'm an action adventure and lifestyle photographer. So I work a lot with professional skiers and snowboarders. And I just started doing surfing last summer. And I sell those photos to a lot of brands and do some editorial, obviously less with the way the world's going. And I do some with Instagram now, too. And it's kind of opened up a lot of different avenues with the bringing in of YouTube and stories and that kind of thing. So your Instagram, for those of you listening in, you're going to want to go check out Aaron's Instagram because we were also talking about this beforehand. But some of these pictures, I, I don't, I mean... I've spent a little bit of time in the snow. So just first of all, the stunning scenery is, is incredible. But then actually capturing people snowboarding in the scenery, your work is just beautiful. And so our, our listener is going to want to see that. And it is Aaron, E-R-I-N-H-O-U-G-E, H-O-G-U-E, I'm sorry, Aaron Hogue on Instagram. Make sure that you check it out. But um, having been, well, let me ask you this first. As a photographer, how long have you been a business? I've been in business for five years. So in business, five years, relatively short amount of time, but I'm sure you've learned, I mean, based on our conversation earlier, you're working really, really quickly. There's so much to deal with logistically as an action sports photographer. What would you say would be the most important lesson that you've learned as a business owner so far? Again, if you had a very short amount of time to communicate this idea to somebody, what would that thing be? Never stop. People are always going to tell you that you're not the right person for it or you can't do it. So if you don't just figure it out and don't stop and also don't underestimate your value in the beginning I didn't put a lot of value all around what I was doing and that made me struggle quite a bit so just kind of know your value and know how you can bring value to everybody that you're working with and so when I wanted to get in with the riders I shot them photos for their Instagram feeds and I also made connections with magazines so that it was good for them to end up in magazines. So I saw that value and I really pushed that value. So the way that I got to go out with them first was to get an article in a magazine and then go to the writers and be like, I have this article that's going to be in this magazine. Do you want to be a part of it? And it looks good for them to be a part of it and they make money off it. So it's kind of this kind of finding your value and where you can fit and what what you can bring to the table. I like that focus on how you can bring somebody else value though. Because I think as photographers and artists, it's easy to get kind of caught up in our, our ego, if you will, and almost expecting people to see us and our incredible work for what it is and, and the world needs what I have. You know, this kind of mentality that 
I think it's kind of sad in some ways. Um, it assumes that people need what we have, and the reality is we have to figure out how to fit into their set of values almost, right? And we need to figure out what it is that's actually valuable to them and provide that. So the fact that you're proactively doing that as a photographer is a really interesting concept to me. We could probably spend a whole podcast episode on that, like a full-length one. Uh, but then you talked about not stopping. What what does that actually look like? I mean, you're you're like a 100 miles an hour type personality anyway, which is great. But like, did you was there a point at which you didn't function that way as a photographer and you realized you had to go all in? What does that look like? Yeah, so I'm very much a go hard personality, but it's good because my work is seasonal. So I'll go hard and I know that for three months I'm going hard every day, just pushing the whole time. And then I make sure to take time to stop for about a month and just reflect and see because I think if you don't stop and reflect and see where you're not doing things right or um, where you could have excelled better or even just you need to stop and take time to find out what people need from you. If you're just going all the time, then you're not going to see that. And to really take time to stop and listen to people because they'll tell you what they need. So if you just take that time, then you can kind of do it that way. So yeah, I find that I take sort of a month after the season's over to edit and put things out and just reflect on what, where I can grow and where I can improve. We talk about this a lot in the podcast, the significance of understanding your, I refer to it as a big picture view, kind of this overarching set of goals and values that drive what you do. And a lot of photographers, I think, just kind of haphazardly run their business without clearly establishing why it is they're doing what they're doing and that what they're actually trying to reach, what goals they're actually trying to reach. Taking the time to take a step back, as you're explaining, and really consider why you're doing what you're doing and, if need be, how you can improve what you're doing is great. But then once you've clearly established that, it gives you the freedom, the ability to be able to go 100 miles an hour to not stop as you're talking about, which I think is really great perspective. Talk to us about gear, because um, you're in an interesting position. The type of photography that you're doing, maybe you're using a little bit of different gear than uh, the average wedding and portrait photographer. Is there a, a go-to piece of gear that you're just absolutely crazy about? I have, a, obviously, my 70 to 200, because everything that I'm shooting is so far away. Um, but everything that I use has to be weather-sealed, and that's a big part of it. And so I have the Sony A9, and the weather-sealing on it amazing and it can hold up in the cold because battery life in the cold is a big thing for me too and they have great batteries as well and I need a camera that I can hold out in the rain and isn't gonna stop working on me so I've been on shoots with three other photographers and they didn't have weather sealed cameras and all three of their cameras stopped working and that was it whereas if you have the weather sealed right gear then you don't even have to like putting a bag on something drives me nuts you can't feel what you're doing. You can't touch it. You're like fiddling with the bag more than anything else. So if the camera can handle that little bit of moisture on it, then that makes all the difference to me. And why the A9? I'm, I'm not, so I shot Nikon my whole career. And so I'm not completely familiar with Sony's line of products. Why the A9 versus, I mean, the one that's been so popular in the wedding and portrait world has been the A7, the various A7s that have come out. So why the A9? The A9 is a lot faster. It shoots 20 frames a second which is an insane amount. It's almost video. Um, and again, the, like the weather seeing all in, the image quality is amazing. Um, and it's such a, like a durable, strong camera. So that's also why, but it's mostly the speed. So action sports photography, I mean, especially the type of weather that you're shooting in a lot of times, that in itself I'm sure is a challenge. But what would you say are some of the biggest challenges, two or three top challenges that you have in your role as a photographer, action sports photographer? Yeah, so the top three challenges is obviously like the gear, like holding up in these 
conditions. Um, another one is being able to get to these locations. Um, that takes quite a bit of challenge. And, and talk, like share just a little bit what you were talking to me about earlier with the snowmobile, because this is an interesting concept. I've literally never ridden one before. It's a normal part of your life. So when you're talking about getting to a location, you said this is a really significant part of that. What does that look like? So it looks like getting up in the morning before the sun rises so that you're at the locations when the sun is rising and you're snowmobiling through mountains. So you're going straight up into mountains. So if you've ever hiked a really difficult hike before, think of doing that hike with three to five feet of snow and then add a 500 pound machine to that. And the crazy, like you're on a side slope and you're trying to go up it or you're weaving through trees. Think of having a 500 pound machine and 50 pounds of camera gear on your back, weaving through the trees to get to the locations you need to get to. So it's a little bit ridiculous, but it's the machines are so great now that it's not as difficult as it sounds. <laughs> well, I, one of these days I'm going to have to get on one just to experience it. We were talking about motorcycles before we started, and that's an experience in and of itself. This, I'm sure, is a whole different beast, though, as well. So you talked about the gear, the significance of the gear, that being one of the challenges, actually getting to the location. Um, did, you, did you say something about a helicopter earlier as well? Do you have to travel by helicopter sometimes? Yeah, sometimes we get dropped off on peaks by helicopters, but you have to have the budget to be able to do that. And doing that in Alaska is the best because Alaska is very dangerous. There's lots of crevasses, so snowmobiling there is a lot more risky, whereas you kind of, yeah, use helicopters and get dropped off on things. But then you have to be able to snowboard down or snowboard to get different angles or hike to get different angles, that kind of thing. Location, getting to the location, that's the second thing. What's the third thing? So the third challenge would be to actually get, like I said before, be able to show your value. It's a very competitive industry, so you have to figure out how to get on these different shoots and to really be able to talk about yourself and talk about your value and really make and build all relationships with both the riders and the brand so that they feel comfortable enough to have you on these shoots. So it's a lot of sort of that relationship building and um, really making sure that you bring something valuable to everybody that you work with. Are you running into, I mean, in the wedding photography world, of course, the, a lot of the conversation around newbies revolves around price, right? Somebody's willing to come in and for little to nothing, willing to shoot something, I mean, it may not look quite as technically capable or, or good as a photographer's been doing for 20 years, but they can produce a, a decent product. They're not charging as much or maybe not charging anything at all. And that's competition. Do you run into that a lot in this action sports world? Yeah. There's always newbies that will give their their photographers away or their photographs away to brands for free and brands love it um, because they don't know their value. So a lot of it is just educating those newer photographers and helping them and letting them know that companies will say they don't have money but they do um and that's just a way for them to look better and to get things for cheaper like anybody if something's on sale you're gonna buy it you're not gonna offer to pay full price on a sale so it's kind of that same sort of mentality and it's a lot of educating both the younger photographers not to do that but you also have to know that if that's what they're doing they're not going to survive in business so they'll be there for a little while but they won't survive and they won't be able to build those relationships and, and wedding and portrait photography, a lot of clients or potential clients don't know the difference between a good and a great image. And so that's one of the reasons why you can have somebody come in that's, that's barely ever shot a camera and they can, they can get a client or they can charge very little to nothing and get a client and do okay because most potential clients really don't know the difference between a good and great image. Do you 
Are you in an industry where that is an, a potential issue or is that less an issue? Um, what does that look like? Yeah, it's less of, because they're all marketing. Everybody they work with is marketing in the company. So there's less of the issue with the technicality. There still is a little bit with it in within certain brands, like smaller brands. Um, but most of the bigger brands know that sort of quality. So it's not really as much of an issue of people not being able to recognize that. But I also feel like that's more of coming from a place of lack. Like if you're so worried about those people that are charging less, then you're focusing on the wrong thing. You should be focusing on the people that you do have and building those relationships and fostering that than these little people that are charging too little because they're not going to survive. So you shouldn't be worrying about them too much. And you should just be focusing on creating your own business and working your own business and not be working from a place of lack in that way. I like that. I like that. Focus on the proactive versus kind of that reactive mentality of what if. I'm also thinking about something that we talk about a lot in the podcast, which is experience. I can imagine that while the technical element of photography matters, at least to a point, the experience that you bring, not only the actual photographic experience, but the, the experience that you provide for whoever the client is, working with somebody who knows what they're doing, who makes it as, seemly and as, e- as seamless and as easy as possible to work with, that probably matters a little bit as well, doesn't it? You definitely have to have experience and it makes it easier for the brands and the marketers if you already have that experience. And even with the riders, um, getting there is such an issue. And if you can't get the photos that they need efficiently, then of course, and the only way that you do that is experience, but that's in any industry. The more experience you have, the more efficient you're going to be. And you just need to create the value around that and market that and make that sort of more apparent and not worry about the people that don't have experience because they're not going to be as good, basically. <laughs> I love how pragmatic you are about that. That's brilliant. I, I really love it. Okay, so we talked about the challenges, but what do you really love about this? Because you're not just in this just for the heck of it. Like you're, you're, you're in this because this is something that, I mean, you even do yourself. You're a snowboarder yourself. But what do you really love about being an action sports photographer? Why are you continuing to do it? There's so many things. One of them is being able to be in these locations when they're at their most beautiful. So we're sledding across glaciers in the mountains at five o'clock in the morning as the sun's coming up and you're there until sunset and you're driving back in the dark and to just experience these locations that not that many people get to experience. I have a friend and I went hiking with her one summer and there's this mountain and it's absolutely beautiful. It's called Mount V and it's near Whistler. And unless you snowmobile, you don't see it because you can't really hike there in the summer and we we're trying to go for this hike. We got totally lost, ended up on this road and she saw Mount Fee and she's lived in Whistler longer than I have for 20 years and she's never seen it. And she didn't, she's like, what mountain is that? What is that? And that's something that we see daily. So to just have those unbelievable experiences daily. And I also love a challenge and it's so challenging. So it's it kind of like keeps me going that way too. If a photographer were to be interested in this particular field, um, we didn't really talk a lot about your backstory, but what is what does the path look like? What are a couple of things that maybe they should at least consider or begin to do if they even want to, to kind of break into this this genre of, of action sports photography? Just start shooting and start building relationships. A lot of it is based on relationship building. So I started out shooting in snowboard parks. Anyone can buy a lift ticket and go take photos in a snowboard park, and all of those riders are going to want to post photos somewhere. And same with surfing. Like, just go out in the water or go on the beach and just shoot surfing and just talk to people. 
And you'll kind of like make your way that way and try and find the athletes. Like for me, I found the athletes on social media. So I found them on Facebook. I found them on Instagram. And I started hitting them up being like, hey, I'd like to shoot you at some point if you're down. And it took obviously time. And then they hear about you, three different people, and eventually you're shooting with them. So do it. Uh, which is, it, it, I, I love, that's been a theme on the podcast, um, just breaking out and doing it because it's easy to kind of get in our head sometimes as artist types and overthink the process. Sometimes you just got to go for it. And then connections. I mean, as, as much as technology is changing, as much as our culture is progressing, at least in one form or another, um, relationships, connections at the end of the day, that's where it's at. And I love that that's a theme as well. So I, I appreciate you sharing just briefly. I know that we just barely scratched the surface on the topic. But the fact that you're willing to sit down and have a conversation with us today, I really appreciate that. Will you share with our listeners not only where they can find you on social media just one more time, but also your website as well? Yeah, so my website's AaronHogue.com. And, and that, again, that's Aaron, so E-R-I-N and H-O-G-U-E. And my Instagram handle is the same, Aaron Hogue. And I also just started a web series. So you can go to youtube.com slash Aaron Hogue and you'll see exactly kind of what it takes and what it looks like to take the photos that I take. Yeah, I'm so curious. I'm literally, as soon as we finish here, I'm going to go in and subscribe so I can start watching these. I'm, I'm excited about that. But thank you so much again for making time for us. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast today. Will you let us know what you think by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or maybe in the Apple podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast, maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My direct email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. Thank you.